0: Hello and welcome to this new episode of the Political People podcast. We really hope you enjoy. If you do, please subscribe and leave us a review. It will be much appreciated. Today we're delighted to be joined by Michael Salomon, who is primarily a songwriter. However, he also has a weekly political column which is shown on the progressivearmy.com, michaelsalomon.com as well as medium.com and the daily Cause. He also has a podcast, Salomon the Podcast, which is really fantastic. It covers a whole range of uh, issues, ranging from religion to politics, and it covers everything in a really insightful and analytical manner. Therefore, we were really delighted to have a conversation with him today, which covered him having ice cream with Hillary Clinton, his opinion on the mainstream media, and also his support for Bernie Sanders. We really hope you enjoy. If you do, be sure to check out our Twitter at political underscore PPL. You recently uh, described in your latest column how in 1992, when the Clinton Gore bus tour of America came to your town and the campaign invited you to have ice cream with the two uh, on a (laughs) July day, uh, you met Hillary and Tipper. Um, What was that experience like? Surreal, presumably.
1: Uh, Quite so, especially as I was a young man. I was about to enter my senior year of high school um, and uh, it was all very exciting to me. Um, so they had a big rally and gave speeches and then afterwards I was invited to this little area where I met, uh, Hillary Clinton and Tipper Gore and then, uh, Al Gore and Bill Clinton came out and then we all walked over to an ice cream shop, um, about a block away and I was positioned behind them for the photo op, but we got to chat for a good 20 minutes to a half hour. And it it was exciting because back then I didn't know what I know today about the Clintons. And it it, it was fun. They uh, knew I was into music and had just come off of Dead Tour. So Bill and Al were uh, a little bit of Grateful Dead fans and were asking me questions about set lists and such. And uh, I was a real big environmental policy nerd. And I knew Al Gore was as I had all his books. So I was trying to pivot the conversation that way. But it was uh fun and started my interest in in working for their campaign um but a totally different place from where i come from now
0: and so the natural um follow-up to that is how did you um transform from having ice creams with bill and hillary to supporting barack obama in 2008 and uh and now bernie sanders are there any um specific reasons that stand out to you or or is it more fundamental
1: well, there was kind of a a long process throughout the Clinton-Bush years that changed my political thinking that I came to supporting Barack Obama and volunteered for his campaign. Truly, I came to it from a place of I thought he was the strongest shot to deny Hillary the nomination. And then uh, I got caught up in hope and change like many Americans and, and kept uh, volunteering for his campaign through the general election. Uh, something I didn't do for his re-election campaign other than vote for him. I was pretty uh, disenfranchised from party politics when Bernie Sanders announced. I had thrown some support into the Run, War, and Run effort. Um, I mean, not like I was an activist or anything, but was was doing what I could, Um And I knew that there were others trying to push for Bernie to run. And when he announced it was really only a couple of days before I switched gears and and decided to get behind that. Why? Because authenticity has come to be something that matters so much to me. And I don't have any doubts, uh, unlike any of the other presidential candidates in my lifetime, of who Bernie is and what he stands for. And... I am pretty liberal and identify with nearly most of the issues that Bernie talks about. But beyond that, I trust Bernie Sanders. And that's not something I've been able to say before. So um, this is a a very important primary to me.
0: And so you mentioned the um, authenticity of Bernie Sanders. I'm wondering, uh, is your main objection to Hillary Clinton the message which she conveys, and her policies, or is it um, who she is and her lack of authenticity and um, her staged, managed nature?
1: Well, I guess all of that. Personally, my love affair with the Clintons ended early in their first term, and I often combine language about the Clintons as their one, because when The Clintons were in the White House. It was billed to Democrats especially that it was a package deal, that it was a co-presidency. So you and your listeners will have to forgive me if I just lump it as the Clintons a lot. But I saw the machinations, uh, how they moved our party to the right, put it further in bed with special interests for fundraising purposes. Um, I disagreed with so very much of the policy that thankfully – we're talking about this time around that we didn't really talk about when Barack Obama challenged mm-hmm. her uh, about like the the Clinton crime bill and uh, the media consolidation and things that have really affected the the American uh, landscape on on politics in such negative ways. So I I fell deeply out of love with them as she was my senator uh, in New York State. I got a whole different angle of how disingenuous she was, uh, talking about policy that was never supported in Washington, uh, whenever fundraising or or trying to come up with things to say in, in local meetings. And then as a report, I was a reporter at that time, uh, how, the machinations of the office would just shut people out from access. Something we see now, like as they rope off journalists whenever they try and get close to her. Um, Yeah, that's, you'd probably need a whole extra hour of your show for me to really go into why I'm not in favor of the Clintons and why I fear them more than any other political dynasty. Um, But that is separate from my backing of Bernie for certain.
0: Um, you previously mentioned you were an Obama supporter in 2008. Uh, do you have any regrets about that? Have your have your feelings about the president changed? Because um, I was recently watching old videos where he was uh, giving speeches to unprecedentedly um, big crowds. And, and I was actually just seven years old at the time. But the, his rhetoric was so ins- aspirational. It was so um, inspiring that it was almost inevitable that his pre- presidency mightn't live up to the expectations which he had said mm. with his um is Yes, We Can campaign.
1: Indeed. Uh, I think I said when we were talking just a bit ago that I got caught up in hope and change. It, we were definitely promised things by candidate Obama, the centrist president, despite how the media mm. might try and spin him as a socialist or, or such. If you look at policy, in comparison to even just his predecessor, George W. Bush. There is so much they have uh, an area of commonality about. So, yeah, I I have been fairly disappointed. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm certainly grateful that we got Barack Obama over Hillary Clinton. I'm extremely grateful we got Barack Obama over John McCain, or, or especially Mitt Romney. Um, yeah. But was he the candidate? that we all bought into? Most certainly not. Um, I think Bernie Sanders says this often, that there are things that he disagrees with the president with, that that's definitely a, in a democracy something you should be able to do, but he was the the best president available to us throughout those two campaigns. Um, uh, the, the The hope is, though, that As a Democrat, I would like to see my party stop moving further to the right on issues like militarization and uh, tax cuts to the wealthy and and come back to at least center, if not left of center, where the, the liberal party in a country should be.
0: One community which President Obama uh, is extremely divisive among is african Americans um, Now I know despite growing up in in rural western new York um african American political issues such as uh, racial injustice and and inequality, etc, um, really interest you uh, Where did that interest come from? do you know
1: you know i i don't know um, I know that my my mom had a diverse group of friends. When I grew up and so as a small child, it was just a very multicultural clique that we existed in. I don't know if that part of nature versus nurture kind of thing started installing a feeling of equal- equality to me because I never really understood. Uh, this is a place of privilege and ignorance. I never really understood that racism existed until I got to college. Where uh, it was quite clear that people had far different upbringings than I did, that weren't so just normally inclusive. Um, but because of my nature and just wanting to make friends with folks, I, I immediately became good friends in college with uh, lots of uh, good five or six kids that were all in the Black Student Union, and and that's where the issues became. Uh, uh, Of interest to me. I read Malcolm X and Dr. King in in high school and I had this strange affinity towards the Black Panthers because to me they were this great group that fed the hungry in their community and were were standing up for the rights of the the people. So they invited me to start going to the Black Student Union meetings, which I ended up just never missing because it was poignant to, to hear people talk about issues of police brutality and um and this is this is the late 90s this isn't today where these issues are commonplace they they were looking at things like welfare reform and the clinton crime bill and, and talking about them in ways that i had never thought about things before and uh it definitely made me passionate on those issues in a way that has stuck with me and and that i probably would have remained ignorant on at least up until uh, Two thousand and fifteen, when it became part of the national dialogue, where it should have been all along,
0: as an extension to that, um I want to get your take on why minorities tend to gravitate towards Hillary Clinton, and I know there are some that say in reality it 's not the case, but the polls would suggest otherwise and we really only have them to go by at the moment. I was recently discussing the issue with uh, Benjamin Dixon, the, the host of the fantastic Benjamin Dixon show, which your weekly column is uh, affiliated with at the Progressive Army. Um, he said the reasons why Sanders doesn't register uh, well among African-Americans currently are the same ones that were applicable to other communities uh, until up until recently, such as, I suppose, a lack of funding, low ra- name recognition and a belief that he isn't electable. Um, would you agree with that
1: well I would never challenge Ben's uh, excellent (laughs) assessment on such issues for sure I think absolutely the one that I would latch on to would be name recognition Um, and also that until I think there was some new polling data out of South Carolina that became available on the morning shows today and I was trying to to look over it, but a lot of the polls we were looking at in South Carolina were at least a couple of months old, and and you do see some movement for Bernie in those polls. But pulling data throughout this campaign, as well as uh, the midterms last time around, is quite flawed because they're only quizzing what they consider are likely Democratic voters, which are people that are registered Democrats who have voted in previous elections. Part of the Bernie Sanders' appeal. Is that he's got a lot of new voters behind him and a lot of independents who have registered as Democrats to support him in primaries. So you have to consider, at least my political science mind, maybe as much as a 10% swing just there, which would still put him behind Hillary in South Carolina about 5%. But name recognition, as Bernie will say in every interview, He started this campaign at maybe 3% in national polls, and now he handily can defeat any of the GOP candidates where she ties or loses in in national polling. So that means a great deal. Now, as for outreach to the African-American community, I'm not a huge fan of identity politics uh, in general when it comes to saying the, the black vote only goes one way or the woman vote only goes one way because... I feel that that really steals away people's individuality, but to generalize, I think they're going to come to Bernie Sanders, whether they come in time for their state's primary or not, because I think the policy is strong, and again, maybe that's the poli-sci wonk in me, that I just look at policy as being pure, and his is more inclusive to the issues that African-Americans have been talking about in America so vocally um, since at least Tamir Rice or, or, or uh, Mike Brown were murdered. Um, will it change in time for South Carolina? I don't know. He's got awesome people working for him, though. I mean, Dr. West, Nina Turner, Killer Mike, that's a pretty powerful team to have behind you. We'll have to see.
0: I absolutely um, agree with all that analysis. I I have to say I think that it's very um, uh, accurate. Do you think that um, a lot of the blame lies with the the media for not exposing and covering Bernie Sanders' uh, policies enough to afford the African-American community the opportunity to get to know the candidate and um, as a result to to really find out um, why his policies may or may not benefit them?
1: Oh, indeed. I I wouldn't question that at all. I mean, I think if you look at alternative media or even what we uh, use popular vernacular to describe as black Twitter, there's a great deal of support for Bernie Sanders because they have done their own homework. But on national television uh, news, you can look at all sorts of statistics of I think at year end, Bernie was averaging maybe 10 minutes a week. In broadcasts where Donald Trump was averaging maybe an hour and a half throughout the broadcast, uh, and Hillary Clinton being about an hour. Um, I'm guessing on that date. I don't have it right in front of me, but it's pretty close to what I just said. Yeah, I think it was so, that
0: Donald Trump got 20, 23 times more uh, coverage on Nightly News than Bernie Sanders did.
1: Yeah, so, and we're not talking policy as a nation through these sound bites that are on. MSNBC, CNN, especially Fox News, were just listening to sound bites. So the issues that that if I were an African-American and concerned with, or uh, even if I were a woman and concerned with, uh, they may not be speaking to my issues. So it's, it's what we would call identity politics. So Hillary Clinton is a strong brand in the Democratic Party, a strong brand with women, a strong brand with blacks. And so people will just automatically assume that that's their candidate. But again, if we start looking at policy, she's not strong on either. And uh, thankfully, Bernie's message is starting to get out there. But without getting fair coverage, it's an even bigger battle against the establishment than... uh, than was perceived from the get-go. But he's still doing stronger than I would have expected at this point, and, and stronger than Barack Obama was doing at this point in 2008.
0: We are seeing the um, the emergence of different, uh, a new type of media, an alternative media, whether it's in the form of weekly columns such as your one, or or websites such as ours, shows such as Benjamin Dixon's. Um, it, it really seems that uh, people are finally getting the chance to hear an alternative viewpoint, a more progressive one. Um, would you be of the belief that the the future of news uh, coverage lies with the alternative media or more conventional forms?
1: Absolutely. Uh, I pondered on on Twitter this week. I I can't help but wonder, with say the popularity of Bernie Sanders' campaign, when traditional media has to start trying to change their narrative just because of the ad dollar, just because they are now alienating such a strong part of con- a consumer base. Alternative media, if you look at shows like The Young Turks, which is uh, started on a-, a cable network, but now is exclusively on YouTube, and they get higher ratings than any show on Fox News or CNN. Um, I-, I have a-, a very lo-fi, done-at-home podcast that some weeks we get as many as 30,000 listeners. Wow. People are hungry for different information. Um, they, they're they seeking it out. I, I mean, that's the only explanation I have for myself that people are actually listening because it's not like we're advertising. I, as much as a fan of I am as the Young Turks, I don't see advertising from them. So people have discovered them and become fans because, wait, they're talking about the issues that I care about. It's not just... These sound bites, like today were flooded with the Donald Trump talking about Jeb Bush wanting to moon people. Well, you know, there was also comparative, especially to other Republican debates last night, they talked about policy. They talked about immigration policy. They actually talked about Social Security privatization policy, which is, I think, an important issue for Americans to listen to. Um, and they do that with the Democrats too. They they want to highlight when Bernie and Hillary throw punches at each other in a debate instead of the policy. But if you tune in to Benjamin Dixon, that's all Ben's doing is he's talking about policy. If you tune into the Young Turks, they play up the personality a little bit because they have a fun panel of that kind of stuff, but really they're concentrating on policy. And I think the American electorate is maybe not as stupid As mainstream media wants to portray us as. Now, sure, there are plenty of Trump supporters that don't know anything about policy. They just buy into the Make America Great Again, I'll Get the Best People talking points. But a great deal of young people, especially, Google and research everything. They don't just believe what's being told to them anymore. And if we keep going in that direction, we're going to be a smarter electorate and eventually, the kind of changes that the progressives are talking about are going to come because, well, as you know, as a European, the, the rest of the world is already there.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, you, you mentioned um, the Young Turks now. Cenk Uygur, the, uh, the founder and uh, host of that show, has often said that the, reason, uh, the main appeal of the alternative media is the fact that it, it conveys and portrays the truth rather than um, kind of objectivity, um, which the mainstream media does. And I was wondering, on the issue um, of your podcast, uh, you recently conducted a, a fascinating episode entitled Why Bernier Bust is Actually... Uh, America or bust. Um, Do you want to explain to the listeners what this uh, entails?
1: I'm glad to. uh, This is my personal belief. Obviously, it's the fun part about when you produce a show at home that you can lean on your own opinions um, quite heavily. But to me, when we're talking about the state of the establishment, the state of media, the state, the fact that even papers from Princeton let alone former presidents like Jimmy Carter, call America now an official oligarchy, that special interest overpowers any public opinion or or where the people are towards an issue. We're at a point in American history where it's worse than ever, and, and we've probably been an oligarchy for at least 65 years, if not worse, Um. So when you have a candidate like Bernie Sanders who's willing to challenge the entire system and has a network – and this is something that you never see on mainstream media, that there are Bernie Sanders-minded people running for Congress all across this great country of mine that are ready to be on the down ballot besides him and and go forth with this political revolution he speaks about to take on special interests, to take on campaign finance reform – to push forward the types of policies that were promised to us back at the Great Depression, that we were going to fight corporate interests and give people guaranteed education, guaranteed health care, guaranteed right to work, guaranteed wage that they can survive on. These are issues that have been promised to the American people for 65 years. You're not going to see them pushed through by any other candidate. And when the establishment pushes so hard for someone like Hillary Clinton, whose record is more militarization, uh, ready to compromise on a woman's right to choose as long, her 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 words, not mine, are as long as it doesn't infringe on if the mother's life is in jeopardy. Willing to compromise on Social Security uh, privatization, which to me is just letting Wall Street gamble with people's retirement. We can't have someone like that and expect a change in the system. And, of course, the GOP is so far to the right on those issues. There's no opportunity for for change. So for me, if we're expected to compromise our vote, say Bernie Sanders does lose the nomination, which I don't think he will. I think he will secure the Democratic nomination. But there's all sorts of people pushing us to say we have to support Hillary Clinton. Well, we don't. We may not be in a democracy anymore. It may be an oligarchy, but we still have a democratic vote, which means I'm still allowed my own opinions, feelings, and to vote my conscience. And to vote my conscience, I cannot let the Democratic Party continue down this road of selling us out to special interest and furthering the oligarchy. Money. Sorry, go on. Well, so there's this movement uh, called Bernie or bust that says even if Bernie doesn't get the nomination, you still go in and you write him in. I pleaded the case on the episode that that's important to do because we will need a large number of protest votes to keep the movement going past a defeat. I'll I'll try and keep it short there.
0: Many of the um, uh, lists which have been compiled online of uh, progressive candidates running for Congress that will be likely to support Bernie Sanders's agenda um, actually compromise or um, compile as well feature Green Party candidates now. Would you um, subscribe to the idea that the Green Party um, proposes a similar ideology to that of Bernie Sanders?
1: I, I would indeed. I, I've thought for a long time that uh, the Green Party is built of up mostly of progressives who were smart enough to see that the Democratic Party hasn't been progressive since Jimmy Carter, um, and that's where their successes are. I, however, don't believe that they are a substantive protest vote in our mostly two party system in the United States. Um, especially as they don't go after local offices very often, they do have some congressional candidates, uh, but they don't try to become a national party and, and they've certainly had the years and the manpower to do that. Um, I myself am really rooting for Sama Swant's party, uh, the Socialist Alternative Party, which has really taken a movement in Seattle, hopeful that they will go and outreach. I know they're looking at a couple of states to try and spread because they are a ground up third party option. Uh, They start at city councils and then work up towards governorships and Congress people and and maybe one day viable presidential candidates as well. And that's my hope.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned earlier how um, you truly believe that Bernie Sanders will win the Democratic nomination. However, one of the um, obstacles in the way of him doing that is uh, Super Tuesday, the day when the most um, primary and primaries and caucuses take place. Now, this year um, uh, they're taking place in places such as Alabama, uh, Arkansas, Colorado caucus, Georgia, Massachusetts, uh, Oklahoma, Tennessee. Um, what would your prediction for Super Tuesday be?
1: I'm feeling really good about Super Tuesday, and I think that uh, the places you'd least expect Bernie to do well, like Alabama, will be a huge surprise because uh, because of working poor. Honestly, and this goes back to what we were already discussing about: is his message getting out there? I. I tend to believe it is. I know from experience uh, living in Denver uh, that Bernie is going to do extremely well in Colorado. I just don't see it. If Hillary has a rally, it's maybe a 1,000 people. Bernie had a rally last night. I'm seeing the numbers as high as 19,000 people. Um, and the grassroots network that came out of Colorado far before there was an official Bernie office, people just had little meetings at their houses and organized phone banks, leafleting, uh, canvassing, and all the things you would see out of a traditional campaign office just done by the people because the passion was there. Um, I I expect to probably see him win by a small percentage in Nevada, probably lose by a small percentage in South Carolina, but when Super Tuesday hits, he'll have momentum behind him that he will – pretty much as Obama did against Clinton eight years ago, really secure what, what looks like the nomination for himself.
0: We were recently talking to Alex Singer, who's running for Congress in uh, Nevada as uh, a progressive candidate. And he also um, said that uh, from his experience on the ground and uh, the knowledge of the local politics, that he felt Bernie Sanders would um, win Nevada uh, by a small margin too. Um, it is also looking increasingly likely, like you said, that Bernie mightn't win um, South Carolina, but I suppose that's just the nature of the process, really, that you're always going to lose lose some states in order to win others.
1: Indeed, and I think that the thing we have with Hillary Clinton is that she did run for president eight years ago, and so we're able to look at, uh, there's this guy with the name Barack Hussein Obama who defeated the woman we were told was going to be our president by the establishment. So it's not that much different. If anything, maybe a little easier for an older white gentleman, but still a a Jewish American to take on the same establishment. Now, of course, Barack Obama, quite more party friendly, more in bed with the Democratic Party than the longest independent in Congress's history. But still, we, we can see the examples where Obama lost states here and there, but still kept the momentum moving, and you cannot argue Bernie Sanders' momentum. Uh, I really feel he's he's going to clean up in a major way and, uh, and really secure the nomination here coming up the uh, first or second of March.
0: We're increasingly hearing the word, um, uh, the use of the word, the establishment, um, and I suppose The anti-establishment sentiment in America has manifested itself on the right in the form of the success of Donald Trump and and also Ted Cruz, and on the left, um, uh, the success of Bernie Sanders. Um, How palpable is the establishment or or is this anti-establishment sentiment in American politics at the moment, um, do you feel, from your vast knowledge on it?
1: Well, I think it's, it's in the statistics. Um, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but it's, it's something like 32% of Americans identify as Democrats, 27% identify as Republicans, and the rest identify as independent. And even in those who identify as Republicans or Democrats, there is a large, large group of folks that are not content with politics in general, let alone the politics of their party. 87% of Americans are for major campaign finance reform, kicking big money out of politics. A majority of Americans, I think it's around 70%, favor publicly financed elections, kicking money out altogether. Mm-hmm. So when you get somebody like Bernie Sanders who says he's just going to run on donations from from people and unions, and you get somebody like Donald Trump, though from what I read, it's not necessarily true that he's self-funding. There are some some PAC support behind him, but I don't believe super PAC. Uh, it's appealing to people. It's appealing to right wing and left wing alike. That It's not going to be funded by K street or wall street or, um, or powerful interests like the Koch brothers, which uh, of course fund just GOP candidates. But uh, I guess we have Sheldon Adelson on the left that does the same thing. I think he just gave Hillary $2 million to try and uh, bad mouth Bernie with, So that groundswell of support was there before Bernie Sanders or or Donald Trump for just changing things. So when you get somebody who's able to communicate that on a national stage, that brings out these big numbers we see at the rallies, big numbers we see of donating to Bernie, because that's at the heart of no matter what your issue is or, or what your policies are. The root of the matter is getting dark money out of politics, and that really speaks to any American, no matter how intelligent on the issues they are.
0: And um, to finish up on a on a personal note, uh you already set established um a weekly column, which uh we at Political People blog find very insightful, analytical, and and inspiring. It's uh released on the progressivearmy.com, daily costs, medium, and and also your site um. MichaelSalomon.com. you also have uh, a fantastic podcast going uh what does the future um hold michael Salomon?
1: <laughs> fantastic question because i don't know but thank you for all the kindness you just said you know i i do this stuff because i i feel i have to um mm. i think that when you have a voice you should use your voice and if you know how to to get it out there you should because we are dominated on our waves by uh, special interest and in, in corporate control. So I do it because I have to. I, be, because people seem to be reading and listening, I'm sure no matter what happens with this election, I I would continue doing both um, because there's interest and I, I do enjoy uh, spewing my opinion out there. But, you know, I, I still... Uh, consider myself primarily a songwriter I do that and then I I do have work that I do as well so uh, I'd hate to predict the future but um, you know I'm just going to keep calling things as I see them to try and be uh, a voice for those that are progressive and, and don't feel they're getting adequate voice out there and and just hope that together we can all rally and and actually make some positive change in this country that we haven't seen since the new deal
0: anyone who wants to engage with michael can do so at his twitter at michael salomon and also his website Michaelsalomone.com. thanks very much for joining us today michael is there anything you'd like to say um before we finish up
1: it was just a, a great pleasure i really appreciate you having me on
0: no problem thanks very much